Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Today, I just have something really simple on my heart, um, but I, I think if you can understand this, it's something small that opens up something big. Um, one of my best friends has this statement, he says it often, is big doors open on little hinges. And oftentimes, we come into the year thinking about making big changes and like, this is going to be a big change I make in 2023. Uh, but here's something that we're going, uh, going to go over today that is very small. And if you can make this small change, I believe you can see big things happen. Uh, and so the title of this message is real simple. It's how to have a good year. <laughs> so I know many of you want to have a good year. That's what this message is all about, how to have a good year. And here is step number one. This is something that every single one of us are going to do this year. We are going to start with a prayer journal. Number one, we are going to start with a prayer journal. Now, maybe some of you already do this, maybe not. But I started doing this years ago, and ever since I started doing this, I have seen each and every year, and this is not like preacher hype, it's the truth, I mean this, every year I see miracles, genuinely, uh, miracles for my family, miracles in the church, and if you had to ask me, other than the goodness and the grace of our God, what was making those things happen, I would point towards this. I have a prayer journal. I ha- I've had one for years. Uh, I just get simple moleskin journals. Um, it's just something you can buy from Barnes & Noble or you can order it on Amazon. Uh, my wife's is much more colorful than mine. Uh, typically, mine is very basic. I normally do black. Last year, I felt impressed to get green. And so I got wild and crazy in 2022 and got a green prayer journal. Uh, this year, I went back to black. <laughs> and so, uh, But the, the power of a prayer journal is something that I can not even begin to put into words, but it helps with a lot of things. And I just kind of want to go over what those things are. Uh, They'll put it up on the screens next. Why do we have a prayer journal? Number one, it brings focus. It brings focus. So in my prayer journal, and just if you can keep that up on the screens for me, that'd be great. Um, In my prayer journal, at the, the end of every year, I write in the new prayer journal everything I want to see God do um, in the next year. So in this case, 2023. And then I also wait on the Lord and I ask him, what do you want to see me do in 2023? Because how many of you know prayers should be a dialogue and not a monologue? A monologue is where one person is talking. A dialogue is where two people are talking. And how many of you know we should talk to God, but also God wants to speak to us. And so I write all of those things down in the very first part of that journal. And you know what I do every single morning? I take this with me all over the world, all the mission trips I go in, my prayer journal goes with me. And you know what I do every single morning? I wake up to those things. 
I come back to them and I pray over them. Father, this is what I want to see you do in my children. This is what I want to see you do in the church. This is what I want to see you do for our family. This is what I want to see you do in my heart. This is what I want you to set me free from. This is what I want you to give me grace in. Father, this is what I want to see you do. And I read this uh, book years ago by Mark Batterson uh, called Draw the Circle. It was a devotional based off of, you know, the Praying Circles book. And, and the, the gist of it is, is so oftentimes we're not focused. We don't circle Jericho. Um, and Jericho is that thing that you just keep circling until the walls fall down. And that's the power of a prayer journal is it helps keep you focused. That all throughout the year, you're going back to those things. Now, if you can leave this up on the screens, um, I, I want to just go to scripture, but keep that up for me. Open up your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews. Uh, so the screens are staying the same on scriptures. We're going to Hebrews 12. And let's look here in verse number one, Hebrews 12 and verse number one. We'll read verse one through two. It says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which does so easily entangle us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, now watch this, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Now, notice that phrase again, for the joy that was set before him, uh, he endured. Uh, so I, I know, like every single person in here knows that if you want to see something change next year, you have to change. That it's not going to like magically be different with you doing the same thing. Uh, and so we focus so much on what we have to change and the areas of our lives we need to be more disciplined. But notice what discipline is driven from. It is driven from when you see the joy. When the joy of the end result outweighs the pain of the present discipline, you will change. When you lose uh, the joy at the end and you lose sight of it, you will forget uh, the pain and be like, it ain't worth it because you don't see where you're going. And the power of a prayer journal is it keeps before you what you want to see happen in that year. It keeps it before your eyes. Now, this is powerful in that it's a driver for your discipline. Uh, it's a, um, a powerful in that it's a driver for your prayer, but also I believe that it, it happens um, something spiritual too. It begins to work something in your heart. A number of years ago, I was reading in the book of Genesis, and I saw this story, and many of you know it, where Jacob, he worked for his father-in-law Laban, and Laban kept changing his wages, and one night in a dream, God spoke to, to Jacob. And he told him, he said, tell Laban, you want all the speckled and spotted livestock. And uh, so Laban uh, has Jacob approach him and Jacob says, look, you've changed my wages all these times. I feel like it's time for us to like split. Uh, but before I go, I want to make a deal with you. I'll take all the speckled and spotted livestock. You keep all the solid colored ones. Now, for those of you who have seen cows before, you know that there's like an all brown cow, but you could have like a Chick-fil-A cow uh, where it's, you know, white and black um, and it's speckled and spotted. And so Laban looks over his, his herd and he sees uh, they're all solid colored animals. 
And so he's like, well, no, no big deal there. Like, okay, yeah, you can have all the spotted animals. There are none. Like, I'll take all the solid ones. And so in this dream, God showed Jacob something. He says, here's what I want you to do. And this is the power of your prayer journal. And this is why everybody is going to have one in 2023 in Jesus' name. Uh, this is the power of it. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take some, some rods, like tree rods. He said, I want you to cut them off from the trees. I want you to make those solid limbs speckled and spotted. Tear the bark off of it. You know, if you have to get a knife and kind of tear into it, tear into it. But make the limbs speckled and spotted. And he said, after you do that, I want you to take those sticks and I want you to place them in the watering troughs. Uh, so that when those cows go down to get water, they're looking at spots for hours. Hours a week, they are looking at spots. And then he said, when they give birth, I want you to hold in front of their eyes. Like when they're giving birth to something new, hold in front of their eyes these sticks that are speckled and spotted. And you know what all these solid colored animals did? They produced offspring that was speckled and spotted. Laban could not believe it. And this all came and happened because God showed Jacob this in a dream. And I'm reading this one day and like, I, I think it was the Holy Spirit, but it just kind of dawned in my heart that if this worked for a cow, maybe a little work for me. How do I produce something I'm not? Well, it's got to get in you before it comes on you. You've got to hold it in your heart before you hold it in your hand. And all these solid colored animals, all they thought about and had get in them was speckled in spots. And that is exactly what they produced in their life. And so every morning, I want you to wake up to your prayer journal and I want you to focus on it. And I want you to say this, God, this is what I see you doing in 2023. This is where I'm going to see you move. This is what I'm going to see your hand in. This is what I'm going to see you accomplish right here, God, this Faith speaks to the mountain. Faith prays the desire of its heart. And so oftentimes we're not speaking to the mountain because we don't have it before us. And we're not praying the desires of our heart because we, we constantly have desires that change. That desire is not there. The prayer journal helps to keep you focused. Number two, it brings responsibility. When you're using a prayer journal, you can actually see how much you pray. Uh, because in the rest of the pages of the journal, it's you talking to the Lord, and it's also God talking to you. It's like, today, I, I really felt led. And this will happen to you every single time. You're looking at that list, and one thing will stand out to you. Like, this morning, I was looking at the list. And like my kids really stood out to me. And so I just got on my knees and I spent extra time of like, Father, baptize my kids in your spirit this year, Father. Like I want to see you just submerse them in you. Like get them acquainted with your spirit. Like Samuel was acquainted with you as a young man. My sons will be acquainted with you as a young man. My daughter will be acquainted with you as a young woman. That was so big in my heart today. So that's what I put in my prayer journal. Today, out of all the things I prayed for, 
before I prayed this for Boston, Reese, and Ben. This is what I, I prayed. Father, this is what you're going to do. Thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. So that's in the prayer journal. And it helps keep you responsible because the prayer journal lets you see how often you actually pray. Uh, and so this is powerful because prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. You will never see the best God can do unless you pray. And this is not a year where it's like you're going to be better and more awesome. This is a year where you're going to see God be more awesome because you're giving God something to work with. You're giving him your prayers. And so it helps bring responsibility. Uh, It brings thankfulness. Um, One of my favorite things is crossing something out in that prayer journal. Uh, You haven't just circled it in prayer, but you saw God do it. And 2022 ended with some God stories for me of things that I was believing for throughout the year. Even some things that in my mind, it's like, that will never happen. (laughs) Like that kind of thing. But contending for it in prayer, uh, it, it gives a God story. And this is where faith becomes so, so wonderful is that your faith is not standing in the wisdom of men, but it's standing in the power of God. And that can't happen without your prayers. Your faith standing in the power of God will not happen without your permission. You have to come to God and say, God, this is what I want to see you do. And then when you see him do it, it brings faith alive. And it's like, this is more than just something I heard in Sunday school God is living and breathing and working. Uh, And so your prayer journal helps bring gratitude and thankfulness because you know you prayed for this and here God is bringing this into your life. And lastly, it brings direction. Um, If you want God to honor you with direction, you need to honor him with time. Those who honor God, God will honor. Uh, And when you stand before God like Samuel did and you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening and you show him, it's like, I got a pen and a pad. That's how listening I am. Like, speak, Lord, whatever you tell me, I will do. You don't have to worry about casting your pearls before swine. I honor what you're going to tell me. I honor what you want to show me. I honor what your spirit wants to give me. I'm not just going to have you sow these things in my heart. I'm going to take these things. I'm going to write them down so I don't forget them. When you honor God, it opens up the door for God to honor you with direction. Uh, and so we're going to keep a prayer journal this year. Well, somebody says, well, what do I walk, uh, write down? Like, what do I put in it? Okay, number two. Here's the second thing. We're going to, what do I need to let go of? We're going to write these things down. What do I need to let go of? I, I feel like uh, 2023 is a year of transformation. I felt like 2022 for so many was a year of transition where things were changing. Uh, but I feel like 2023 is a year of transformation where you change. I believe it's a year of acceleration. I I believe it's a year where you're going to run and see progress. But in order to see progress fast, you have to let go of things. What needs to change? What do you want to see God fix? I want you to write all those things down. What needs to change in my marriage? What needs to change in how I use my time? What, What needs to change in how I honor and treat my body? What needs to change? What do I want to see God fix? Uh, Hebrews 12 and verse 1, let's look at it again. Therefore, this is one of our golden texts for 2023. Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every weight or encumbrance and sin that so easily entangles us, 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I love this, this thought of running. Uh, when you're running, scenery changes faster uh, than when you're standing, crawling, or walking. Um, and I'm not kidding when I say, if you see me running, I pull over, I need help, uh, because that, that'd be the only reason. Like yesterday, I was out walking, and all these people were running, and like each one, I'm like, good for you, good for you, good for you. I, I felt no motivation to compete with them. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> but when you're running, that's one thing I noticed, is they're passing me, uh, is when you're running, the scenery is changing faster. And I love this, because we're to run our race, uh, which means the scenery, is, we're seeing change happen faster. And I feel like maybe some of you are entering off of a season where you weren't running, you were like sitting. Maybe standing, maybe crawling, maybe walking, but you weren't seeing a lot change fast. And I really feel like, and, and this is not just me like being nice or encouraging or, you know, here's some hope. Um, but I, I really feel like in my heart that this is a, a year of acceleration, where you can see change happen quickly, change happen fast, where suddenly you see God do something. But notice, in order for us to run our race, we must let go of weights and sins that so easily slow us down. And I, I mentioned this last year, and I actually showed this picture on Father's Day. They'll put it up on the screen, the picture of the spaceship. Uh, I mentioned that um, I was in like this random Missouri airport, saw this woman who's like, she is a prayer, like someone who is just sensitive towards the spirit of God. And it was just happenstance, you know, in the natural happenstance coincidence that I, I ran into her, but it was the Lord. And I, I'm talking to her and she's like, every time I'm praying, she's like, this is what I see. A spaceship that is getting ready to go to the next level. But before it goes to the next level, it must let go. And if it refuses to let go, the very thing that propelled it to the level it's at will be the, the very thing that stops it from going to the level it should go. And I feel like so many of us are in a season where we need to let go of some things. It could be something that happened in the past. It could be disappointment. It could be a past season. Um, it could be a person, it could be a place, it could be a thing, it could be a habit, it, it, sometimes it is sin, and, but then other times it's just weights, it's like a, a something felled and it's time to move on, but like we're dwelling in the sorrow of that. Uh, another golden text I feel like for this year's 1 Samuel 16 and verse 1, they'll put this up on the screens real quick. It says, now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go, for I will send you to Jesse, the, the Bethlehemite. And it keeps going, for I have selected a king for myself among his sons. And I, I feel like for so many of you, this is like one of the words of the Lord for this season is that this past season maybe didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And there's been a little bit of disappointment. Um, Samuel really invested a lot spiritually and naturally into Saul, and it did not work out the way it wanted it, that the way he wanted it to. And he's in this season where he's still weighted by that, where that's still like really big in his life and really big in his attention. And the Lord come, came to, to, to Samuel and he just kind of shook him and he's like, it's time to let go. 
I know that didn't work out the way that you wanted it to work out. I know it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen. But will you trust me that there's a David in your future and the David in your future is better than the Saul that is in your past? That that what didn't work out, like I understand that's hurtful, but what is ahead of you is greater than what is behind you? That this new season is going to be better than this last season? That what you're going to see me do far outweighs what I did do? Get up, fill your horn with oil and believe that there's a David in your future. And, and I feel like for so many of us, it's just time to let go. And somebody says, well, how do I let go? It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the spirit. What, what do you need to let go of? And, uh, Saul was this thing in Samuel's life that just kept disappointing him. If you're, you're taking notes, I'll put this up on the screens uh, for me real quick. Next screen. If you will, Saul was the thing that kept disappointing Samuel. And God was asking Samuel to let that go. When you you trace the story of Saul, it's like it just never quite clicked the way God and Samuel wanted it to. And, And he's telling him, like, you need to let go of this thing that is disappointing you. And so here's what I'm asking you. What what do you what's disappointing you? about yourself, about life. What, what has been disappointing you? Write it down and say, God, it will change this year. Uh, here's another question. What are you doing that you would not want your child to emulate? Uh, would I, I want them to watch that much TV? Would I want them to um, you know, spend that much time on their phone? Would, would I want them to have that eating habit? Would I want them to have that workout habit? Would I, would I want them to have that prayer time? Would I want them to have that devotional time? Like what needs to change? Because the reality is, is like, that's a great question for clarity, but it's also a great question for responsibility of we are leaving a wake behind us. And our choices do affect the generations that come after us. And God has called our generations to be breakers for the next generation. And, and I want you to write those things down and I want you to say, God, this, this is, this is what I want your grace in. Because how many of you know your great God is a God of mercy? He forgives you for all those things, but he has more than just mercy for your past. He has grace for your present. He can help you change. But I want you to write down what you want to see that change be. And I want you to put it before your eyes. And I want you to open up every day and say, God, this right here. I want your grace to fix this. Uh, Thirdly, here's the the third thing I want you to do. Uh, We're writing things down all in the prayer journal. The third thing is write down what you're excited about. What do you want to see happen? Um, What do you want to see happen in your family? What do you want to see happen financially? What do you want to see happen physically? What do you want to see happen in your career? What do you want to see happen for your your freedom? What are you excited about? Uh, One of the things that we see in in Hebrews 12 and verse 2, it talks about for Jesus, for the joy that was set before him. Um, What would fulfill your joy? If blank happened in 2023, I would have so much joy. And God says, if that's all it would give you, that's enough for me. He said in in the book of John, he said, I want you to ask, well, why? So that the world may be better? Well, yeah, the world can be better. But he said, I want you to ask that your joy may be full. And so if, if all it did was fill your joy, God said, it's worthy talking to me about. 
what's the joy set before you? I want you to write that down. Like, what would bring me joy? It could be like, if these five things happened, 2023 would be a great year. And write, write it down. Keep it before you and take it before the Lord. Um, one of the things that we see um, God do for Samuel is he's giving him the permission to get excited about a new king. And I just sense like God is just saying for so many, like he's giving you permission to get excited about something. Like it's okay to move on. Like even the world may be like, shouldn't you grieve a little longer? And God is like, no, actually you shouldn't grieve any longer over that thing. Like it is time to move on. You have permission to get excited. You have permission to dream. You have permission to create. Uh, Capture that joy of what, what would make you come alive. Uh, What would make you smile? Write it down, make it plain, and run when you read it. Uh, Here's the next thing I want you to do. I want you to go into a season of fasting. I want you to fill your horn with oil. Um, Now, this is interesting. God comes to Samuel, and he said, "I, I know, like, you're disappointed over this. But he said, I also know you are spiritually depleted. And he said, like, there's something in your future that you need to get excited about. And when you get excited about it, you need to pour out your oil on that. But he said, you won't be able to pour out your oil if you don't take a moment and fill up with oil. And I feel like so many of you are spiritually depleted. And to start this new year, what I want you to do is I want you to fill your horn with oil. And somebody says, what in the world are you talking about, Pastor Joel? Um, This is symbolic of the anointing and the power of God. And in all of our lives, we feel this tension of like what our power can do, what our discipline can do. But when the, the oil in the Old Testament would come upon someone, it was symbolic of you're not going to just be stuck with what you can do. That you will be empowered to see what God can do. And when you're filling up with oil, what you're doing is you're just making room for the Spirit of God. You're making room for Him to speak to you. You're making room for Him to fill you up. And this is why we begin the year, and so many Christians begin the year, with a time of prayer and fasting. It's a time to fill up on oil. And I want to encourage every single person here to go on a fast. Now, here's what fasting is. Fasting is not dieting. (laughs) Uh, it's not not eating sugar, like, okay, just my arm, I'll only eat vegetables. Um, Fasting is not dieting. Uh, Fasting is cutting out the flesh to make room for the spirit. Uh, So uh, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the reason why fasting was so powerful was not because it's like they all got skinnier because they they didn't eat anything. Um, To fast gave them hours back. In their day and age, they didn't have ovens to set at 400 that they could preheat from their phones. They didn't have air fryers and Chick-fil-A and fast food and all of these things that took no time to prepare a meal. For them to prepare a meal, it took hours. And so when they fasted, it gave them hours back. And you know what they did with those hours they had back? They gave it to the Lord in worship and prayer. They gave it to the Lord in in silence. They gave it to the Lord in meditation. They gave it to the Lord in worship. Uh, Fasting is not just cutting out the flesh. Fasting is giving more towards the Spirit of God. 
And I, I want to ask you this question. Fasting for them, when they stopped, you know, having meals together, it gave them hours back. What would give you hours back? That's the thing you need to fast. It's like, I spent hours on blank a week. Okay. That's the thing you need to give up. Could be television, could be the phone, could be an app. But here's what I want you to be in January. You ready for this? This is what I want you to be in January. It's deep. You ready? In January, I want you to be bored. I want you to have so much that you've cut out of your life that it's like, what do I do with all this time? And God is like, welcome to my presence. Like, come over here. Uh, Be with me. Uh, There's things I want to show you. There's things that I want to speak to you. There's things that I want to whisper to you. There's things that I want to open your eyes to. There's things that I want to put in your heart. There's things that I want to show you concerning your children. There's things that I want to show you concerning your career. There's grace I want to give you for that career. Um, There's things that I want to do in your children, but you've got to play John to their Jesus. They need your voice going before them. And so it's cutting out this, this stuff we spend hours on and just filling up with the Lord's presence, filling up with him. In fact, in January, on January 17th, 18th, and 19th, we're going to do a prayer conference at our Highland Colony campus. Let me hear you, Highland Colony, uh, like at your campus. Um, and in the mornings, we will have just teaching on prayer with time for prayer. And then in, in the evenings, we'll have revival nights and just time to get in his presence and fill up on his oil. And while we're doing those things corporately as a church, individually, I want you to have moments in secret where you shut the, the door to the world and you get in your prayer closet and you have time set aside for the Lord. That you just have time, uh, times of intimacy with him. And allow him to fill you up on oil because you've been a little spiritually depleted. And the Lord wants to give you fresh and new life. And lastly, here's what I want you to do all throughout the year. I want you to pour that oil out. Um, here's what, what God did for Samuel. Watch this in, in 1 Samuel chapter 16 uh, in verses 12. Um, he says, so he brought him in. This is Samuel bringing David in. And now he was, you know, handsome, basically, and beautiful eyes, handsome appearance. And the Lord said, now get this. Let, well, let me just stop here. They're looking at him and they're like, man, it has, he has so much promise. All the places he could go. And he's so young, all the things he could do. But all that promise, all that potential, it's not enough. And we're looking at this new year and it's like, it has so much promise of what God could do. And you know what it does? All the places we could go and all the things we could do and all the miracles we could see, it's filled with potential. But that potential is not enough. It needs something else. And you know what it needs? It needs the anointing of God. And so they take this potential and they set it in front of the prophet and watch what happens here. Arise and anoint him for this is he. Watch this next part. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. We read the story of David of like slaying giants and 
building a kingdom and like bouncing back from adversity, overcoming sin and seeing God reclaim and restore his life. We see the Bible make mention of him in the book of Acts of like, that was a man after God's own heart. We see all of these Psalms come out of in the book of Psalms and it's like, wow, he was amazing. And God was like, (laughs) it wasn't that he was amazing. It's that the spirit of the Lord was on him mightily. He took the time to place his head in a place where the anointing of God could come on it. And you You don't want to know why David was so awesome. The spirit of the Lord was on him mightily. And on the day of Pentecost, the spirit of God was poured out. And I love how it says it was poured out. It was poured out for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every handmaiden, every those who were in authority could come and say the spirit of God is on me. And what I want you to do in this year is I want you to pour God's spirit out. I want you to have a true year where it's not you getting better. It's that you're surrendering more to Jesus. That it's not you rising and slaying and worshiping at the altar of will of look how disciplined I am. And look at what time I wake up where you get the credit and you get the glory and you get the honor. I want a tribe of people who stand up and say, you know what? It's not that we're so awesome. It's that we know who someone is. That is so awesome. And it is he we are yielding to. We're not giving birth to Ishmael's. We're giving birth to Isaac's because we're waiting on God. We're praying out his promises. We're seeing the invisible and we're doing the impossible because God's grace is on us to do it. We're anointed with his spirit and we're pouring that spirit out. You know how to change. You wrestle with God like Jacob did. You have a moment where you say, I'm not getting up from this devotional until you change me, until you bless me. That this is not me changing myself. This is you giving me a name and an identity that you, that I could never give myself apart from you. And I want you to start this year off strong with that wrestle, a time of of prayer and fasting. But I want you every day of this year to wake up to this prayer journal and say, God, this right here is what I will see your hand, see your grace, and see your provision in. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at all of our campuses. And Father, I just thank you that even today to close out service, that your spirit would come upon us mightily. That, Father, just a new grace would come on us, a a new grace for our race. Father, I thank you that this will be a year of transformation. I think that this will be a year of change. This will be a year where we lay aside every weight and sin and we run the race that is set before us. Father, we say this is a year where addictions are breaking. This is a year where habits are changing. This is a year where we are seeing prodigals be set free and turn around. This is a year, Father, where we will make rapid acceleration and see change happen fast by your Spirit. Father, this is a year where we decrease, but you increase. This is a year where we shift from the flesh to the spirit. And this is a year where your spirit does only what he can do in our lives, in our homes, in our city and in our nation.
We love you, Father. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name.